go into a spot. Uh, the video over the weekend showed him like you, you have like that that ladder drill right in the middle of a the PT room and he's dropping backwards. His hips are turning left. He's turning right. He's throwing a football. And then this one um, dropped yesterday. Good use of ground right there. There we go. He's throwing that football from what the midfield logo. It looks like he's connecting with the right receiver, there. probably at what the five yard line, ten yard line. Far right side of the sideline, just dropping a dime there for, you know, what would be a touchdown. And look, I, I, I get this. Normally, we wouldn't be reviewing and going over people's workouts and throwing, but the man had ACL injury uh, and surgery, and he's working his way back, and it's March 2nd. It's March 2nd, no doubt. I have no doubt that he'll be ready to go for the regular season. Uh, obviously, we just saw Joe Burrow play in a Super Bowl after having, you know, an ACL and another ligament torn in his knee, left knee, same one that plants that you put that weight on when you come forward to throw and all those different aspects of it. And look, quarterback is, is a lot to be talked about. Why? It's the NFL Combine Week, and they're all talking today. Matt Corral spoke, Eddie Pickett is speaking here. We'll try to get you some sound here and there with everything. And um, Obviously, they're all meeting with teams. Corral said he's not ready to throw just yet. He's in the middle of that six- to eight-week recovery from the Sugar Bowl when he had that high ankle sprain. We all thought it was a knee. And I tell you, he's impressive just listening to listening to the way his teammates spoke about him. We, we've talked about this the last several weeks, whether it's McShay, Bucky Brooks, the latest on the NFL Network, putting out a um, mock draft, has the Saints take it out. Pretty much every mock draft has Corral at 18 going to the Saints. Would you do that? And it's kind of one of the questions today I want to sort of throw out there. Watching and seeing these videos from Jameis Winston – Looking healthy, mostly in Saints gear. Can't tell if he is in this one because it's the back of him. But pretty much I think everyone other than um, the one over the weekend, which had his logo, his his JB on there. Um, like, are you all in? Like, does this – I keep – I referenced this last week. Is he or th- even Monday? I don't know. You go through Mardi Gras and it feels like it's two weeks ago, right? Do, is he the guy – that needs to be on March 14th, a couple Mondays from now. One of the first reports from Adam Schefter, from Ian Rappaport, from Nick Underhill that shows the Saints have offered Jameis Winston a contract. Now, again, do you want to see it agreed to or at least offered? How many teams do you think are going to offer Jameis Winston a contract? Um, and I bring that up because I saw this morning, and again, coaches are speaking at the Combine as well. We're going to have Ross Jackson coming up at 12.15. He is in Indy. He's been listening to all the interviews this morning, including the receivers and quarterbacks. The first two days um, of the Combine, I'm going to give you the, the, the list of events and the days that you can go and watch. And again, it's cool now that they, they sort of do have that to where you can go watch that. And, you know, look, I, I made fun of it so one I'm year. Looking back I was like, why would I that- do that and look at it? But I think one of the things that you look at when you see these drills, you can kind of sort of see some things. And, and it is interesting just for the most part to kind of look at it. And, and now it's all televised on the NFL Network. And, and you, you know, you're on the field. Everything is, you know, is – um 
recorded or, or you know audioed on the mic and everything. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting. And you're getting live updates and, and, and analysis on it. But tomorrow it's tight ends, quarterback, and wideouts. Traylon Burks spoke again this morning. A lot of people, again, if you just put in Traylon Burks, you know, he's the guy from Arkansas that I've been telling you I love to see. be fun um, to kind of hear uh, and see what people think of him. He's going to do everything at the Combine. There's a lot of really good receivers if you want to go that route in the, the first round or not. There's a couple of other receivers that a, a lot of other teams and a lot of people that cover the Saints to kind of think, hey, man, it's this guy would be fantastic to, to kind of, you know, pair up with the Saints or pair up with Michael Thomas. And speaking of, there was a player earlier today that um, said, you know, he kind of listens and mirrors and looks at what Michael Thomas does. And it's Ohio State receiver Chris Olav. And he's a guy that Ross Jackson's touched on a lot about how good he can be and things of that nature. Ross um, had him on his Twitter feed down line um, and, and put – this video clip of him again we'll speak with Ross next segment but this is what Chris had to say about Michael Thomas meeting with the Saints this week and what it would be like to play in New Orleans I was talking to Mike, Mike Thomas a couple of times uh, called him a couple of times he gave me a lot of advice uh, he's a great role model to me uh, one of the best achievers in the game uh, for previous years and, and years to come so uh, just to get just to be able to communicate with him and He's an Ohio State legend, so uh, just to be able to, uh, like I said, communicate with him and uh, send texts back and forth and see see uh, from his perspective uh, what they expect and uh, just to be able to uh, use him as a, use him as a, uh, a guy to, to lean on, I feel like it's huge. So it's great. Have you met with the Saints uh, this week so far? Uh, yes, sir. I met with the Saints on Monday. Also, uh, it was a great meeting. Love to be there. Uh, New Orleans is a good city. I played in New Orleans one time against Clemson and uh, ended up uh, being good. So uh, it'll be a great organization, like I said. Uh, Mike Thomas is there. They got a lot of Buckeyes there. I uh, love to keep that Buckeye pipeline. Right, it's Ohio State South, right? When you look at it from everywhere else. So we're going to talk to Ross about that. It's about some of the guys to keep an eye on. But yeah. Look, um, again, if you're, if you're interested in looking at the Combine, and if you put it on the NFL Network, they're probably replaying it at night and things of that nature. But tomorrow's tight ends, quarterbacks, wideouts. Friday, offensive line, running backs. Saturday, defensive line, linebackers. Sunday, it's place kickers and defensive backs. And that's how your workouts will be televised and when you can watch it. Now, um, Tomorrow, so almost like a, a prime time thing. It used to be mostly in the daytime, but the running starts at 4 p.m. That's when they do the 40-yard dash and all that stuff. So it's at 4. It used to be earlier in the, in the day. Um, the last player off the field on the NFL Network website says 11 p.m. So Thursday and Friday, they're doing sort of prime time and Saturday. Sunday's the only 10.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Remember, all these workouts used to be in the morning and early afternoon. Now they know they can televise it. Now they know people will look at it. And I'm asking you, Saints fans, are you probably going to pay a little bit more attention to it um, with this? So, look, it's going to be the topic, and it's going to be the way we look at this over the next couple of weeks here. Again, March 14th, 16th, the legal tampering period. It, it's two weeks, two weeks away. And that is when you can offer a free agent a contract. That's when you can agree in principle, and that Wednesday you can put pen to paper. That's going to decide a lot of what this team's going to do in the draft, right? Or does it? Again, I, I've been saying I, I am, I've been leaning the last several weeks going in towards the end of the season and really after. And I'm like, look, it, it just makes sense to me, especially what Dennis Allen has done. Jameis Winston's the guy I think I'm calling 
to offer the contract first. I didn't say that's the first calls I make. I'm probably at the same time. Or you probably have an idea. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers isn't coming here. I think if Sean Payton was here, maybe. I don't know. Is Russell Wilson realistic? And again, the main thing about that is, is that what you want to do as an organization? You've made some moves to trim that salary cap deficit that everyone's, you know, don't, you got to get over the cap, under the cap. They're, they're at the 30 million mark now. They restructured some deals. They're going to be fine. Nick Underhill told you that, and other people have said that. Relax about the, the cap. At some point, you have to pay it, yeah. But do, do you want to invest, or should I say, give up future draft picks for Russell Wilson? I'm not saying you would or wouldn't. Uncle Earl, give me 10 more seconds and I'll come to you. It, it's something I want to keep an eye on, right? But it's something I – do you do you do that? I mean, I'm watching Jameis work out and things of that nature. And to me, it just makes sense. I don't think you break the bank. I think you can be reasonable. I keep saying it's going to be closer to 20 than 10, which is a lot of Saints fans think. And I think you can keep some of those draft picks. You don't have to now use them. And you can sort of replenish in the first two rounds in a deep draft, offensive line, and receiver – you have a solid defense with a quarterback like that. It just makes sense. Um, let's talk about that. So, Uncle Earl, what you got for us today here in the Sports Hangover, sir? How you feeling this Wednesday? Hello, Uncle Earl. You there? Yeah, hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, uh, I wish I had a Bloody Mary, man. You got one over there, Goose? <laughs> no, but I did bring out some pre-workout mix, and, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that's the hey, residue Goose, of that I, remains in this bottled water. What you got, man? Hey, hey, Goose, shout out to uh, to New Orleans and, and, you know, Jefferson. What a Mardi Gras week, huh, man, with the weather oh, and, the, and the people. I didn't make it down to the quarter, and it's actually been a while since I've been down there, but I've heard nothing but great things. I'm sure you have. I mean, the, the turnout. The people I haven't heard really like no negativity or nothing. Let me just shout out to for, for Mardi Gras this year, man. I think that's one of the best years we ever had. Shout out, to dude. The, the weather was just absolutely perfect. I mean, you could not have asked for oh, better weather yesterday. I mean, yeah, it was bless. again. You get sunburnt because they had so much sun outside. It was nice and cool. You didn't sweat. It was just. It was awesome. It was absolutely spectacular. Uh, I, I went to the Bacchus Ball on, on Sunday night, man. That, that was just tremendous. You know, it was just. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I, hey Goose, look, uh, with with Jameis, uh, I'm hope man. Look, if that kid comes back and he's healthy, I, I'm all for it. It it kind of scares me if God forbid if he gets hurt or something happens with that, you know, with the injury he had. The backups we had last year, Goose. So we, do we have the same backups, or or do we kind of go in a in a draft just in case something does happen? We need somebody that. Even though it would be a rookie, you know, do we have the same people backing up like we had last year? That's going to be on a team at, at uh, quarterback, Simeon, and yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Ian Book will be, um, and obviously Taysom Hill. So that's two right there. Um, yeah, I, you know, Simeon is a free agent. So let's see. As a matter of fact, since it's twelve fifteen, how about this? I'll take this break. I will ask Ross Jackson that very question to you as well. Is it um, something that you can see them looking for another young quarterback uh, to draft as there? Or who is that, you know, veteran that they bring bring back? It could be yeah. Simeon again. I don't know. But I'll ask him that. Is there anything else you want me to ask Ross for you? 
Hey, uh, 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 no, and uh, um, uh, and hey, Goose, we on a win now, you know, like when we had Drew with our defense, you know. Yeah. Ooh, we need to plug somebody in because how long are we going to have that win now defense mode, you know? So, mm-hmm. hey, Goose, happy, wonderful Mardi Gras, man. Always a pleasure, boy, and hope you have a wonderful week. Sounds good, man. Thank you so much, man. Always appreciate when you give us a call. Uncle Earl, quick break. We come back. Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints and somewhere else now. Got a new gig. He'll tell you about that as well. He's live at the Gompine, so I need to get to him so he can get ready to hear what Dennis Allen, head coach of your New Orleans Saints, has to say coming up at the top of the hour. He is speaking to media members over there. So sports hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. It's time to have fun, so come on in. Come on in and win. It's magic. Cash magic. Come and feel the magic. Cash magic. Great news for our video poker players. Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet from Etel Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Until you stump me out, cut my head off, bury me 12 feet under, then I got a chance. So that's my confidence. As long as we got more games to play, we still have a chance. You know, I hate losing. I feel like poop right now. But tomorrow's a new day, and I'm going to be prepared and ready for, for the Clippers on Thursday. But... I just that's my mindset. That's just who I am. That's LeBron James after the Lakers lose last night, 109-104. Pelicans gain a half game, now just two out of the ninth spot. Pelicans take it on the Kings tonight. Seven-point favorites going into tonight's game. Jake Madison locked on Pels. First off, good afternoon, sir. How are you feeling? I'm with you on your last tweet. I also feel like it's Monday. <laughs> What's up, man? I'm, I'm doing well, you know, getting back into the groove of, of what we got to do here. Excited for the Pels game tonight. But, yeah, I, I keep thinking it's Monday and that yesterday was Sunday. 
I kind of feel like we were blessed with the weather based off the Sunday. Just it just it, it, Monday was beautiful. Tuesday was fantastic. Another nice day today. It feels like I'm celebrating three days, man, as to what I saw on Sunday. How how much fun was that? Oh, it, look, it was wonderful. That was kind of, I think, just what Pelicans fans wanted to see, you know, just to make fun of the Lakers a little bit, which can be a lot of fun, you know, a lot of the time, but also because there's implications for the Lakers losing, too. If their pick falls into the top ten, basically, the Pelicans get it. So there was much as much incentive to get into the postseason for the Pelicans as there was improving the future when it comes to their draft stock and trying to get some of those Lakers assets. Look, the AD thing, I think LeBron being as polarizing as he is, especially here with obviously his agent saying literally over All-Star Weekend, they bulldozed and did whatever they could to get AD over there. So, But I think there was another element to enjoying Sunday. Jake, I, I, I hadn't had too many beverages when I watched that game. I, the Pels outworked, outplayed, looked more like a team. Like there's some basketball things on the court I've seen in these two games after the All-Star break that – has me excited here in the final 21 games, huh? Yeah, you know, Willie Green said going into the All-Star break that he was going to really look at some things and try and make some adjustments, and you've seen it in the two games coming out of the All-Star break, both wins and both in fairly convincing fashion over the Phoenix Suns, even though they didn't have Chris Paul, and then the Los Angeles Lakers. And look, that Lakers game on a Sunday in Los Angeles is not easy. L.A. Nightlife is very much undefeated, particularly Saturday night L.A. Nightlife. So to come out and beat the Lakers like they did really kind of shows you the unity of this team, the culture of this team, that they weren't going to go out clubbing and partying the night before and essentially be there hungover for the game, which is something that happens a lot in L.A. But you're also seeing some just really good basketball right now. You're seeing Brandon Ingram really start to fit in with C.J. McCollum and Brandon particularly being selfless right now. Since C.J. McCollum's arrived, he's only averaging about 17 points per game. That's down from the 22-plus points per game he's averaging this season, showing he's willing to adapt to a new high-usage guy that needs the ball that can go out and score. You're seeing him, with all of that, able to commit a little bit more defensively, too. And I thought he was great against the Lakers on both sides of the court. And you've seen the rotation improve. We've seen Garrett Temple get dropped now these past two games. You're seeing Jose Alvarado really get back into the lineup, show he's an impactful winning player off of the bench. And as things have tightened up for New Orleans, they're starting to play some of the best basketball they've played all season long. Speaking with Jake Madison, locked on Pels. Um, I think one of the things that also is interesting, too, is, look, obviously C.J., Brandon, and, um, you know, Jonas, and we've seen Herb. Those are guys that, quote-unquote, they're your starters, they're your stars. But, Jake, I, I want you to kind of just quickly in 30, 60 seconds comment on some of the play moving forward and what we've seen from, let's start with Jackson Hayes. Yeah, look, he's, he's a hyper-efficient player in the role that he's asked to be in, and I think that's really the biggest thing for him right now. This is a guy that can go out and probably shoot something like 7 for 10 from the field. So he doesn't need a lot of shots or a ton of shots to really make that impact. And having a guy that can do that in quick bursts is a really useful thing. He doesn't need to be out there for 30 to 40 minutes per game. But if he makes a positive impact in the minutes that he plays, both offensively and defensively, that only adds to the depth of this team. And you're seeing him do it right now. And he's playing his best basketball of the season so far. How about Tony Snell? What a great little addition, I thought. It's kind of a throw-in to make salaries work more than anything to that uh, Portland deal, but this is a guy who's an absolute sniper. He shoots the three ball incredibly well, 
He's a guy that Willie Green clearly trusts, and on a team that needs a little bit more shooting, that has struggled with the three-ball all season, to have a guy that can come in in limited minutes, basically not turn it over, not do anything that hurts you, and give you just enough as your fourth or fifth guy out there on the court, that's a very useful piece to have for a playoff hopeful team. And what about Devontae Graham? And, and, and look, I almost think if it continues the way he's sort of playing, embracing the role that you know, has now been given to him, it's almost like another addition at the trade deadline, if that makes any sense to you. Even though he's a player on the roster, maybe finding the right fit, maybe finding the right role at this point of the season, that could also be an addition on that. Still remarkable, man, Willie Green, the way he informed him how he needs him to help him and, and why. Yeah, if you look at his efficiency off the bench in the three games that he has kind of taken that role, it's been really good. He's taken six shots, six shots, then eight shots in those three games. And on all three of those occasions, he's scoring basically 12 or 11 points in each one. That's really remarkable efficiency. If you can get anywhere close to a point and a half per shot attempt, let alone two points per shot attempt, you're doing something really, really right. And he was struggling, I think, as a starter because he was being asked to probably do a little bit too much. Yes, this is a guy that was the big addition for the Pelicans this offseason, their big free agent move in a sense, but he's still a $12 million player. This isn't a guy that's making $30 million that you're going to go out and ask to do absolutely everything, a la Brandon Ingram or C.J. McCollum. You need him to go out and score. That's what he does best. And in his role as a starter, he was being asked to pass and try and facilitate. And you could almost see when you watched some of those games a little bit of hesitation when he was trying to shoot. Should he have passed that instead? And I think that sort of doubt, that hesitation kind of creeped into his shot, and it made him just miss. If you go back to basically all 2022, he's really struggled. But now off the bench, he can just go out and shoot and be a scorer and not worry about really anything else. He only has two assists over those two game, uh, those three games, and you're mm-hmm. seeing the efficiency really, really start to creep up. And now he's not taking shots away from a guy like Brandon Ingram or C.J. McCollum. So he's in the perfect role off the bench, and also off the bench, you're not as worried about some of the defensive limitations that he has being undersized. Right. So I think it's a really good role for him, and I'm not to see, I'm not surprised seeing him thrive in that. Almost seems like Najee's come back to life, right? And, and trying to find the right way for him. It was around this time last year where the man earned a contract. Yeah, you know, they needed a guy like that. They needed another little bit more of wing depth, a guy that could go out and shoot the three, that could defend at a you know a good enough level and get you a couple of rebounds. He's a really well-rounded player, and after being in the doghouse and on the bench most of the season, to see that Willie Green is going to this guy, that he may have some, done something in practice to kind of build that trust back up, I think really speaks to Najee and his process to try to get out there on the court. And he's starting to make the most of his minutes. And again, there's a higher upside there than a, a guy like Garrett Temple, who's been in the league for a significant period of time. And you want to go with the guys that you see being also some of the future of this team. So it's nice to see Najee Marshall out there making a positive impact once again. About three minutes left here with Jake Madison locked on Pell. So let's focus to tonight's game because obviously you, you get a game and win on Sunday, you know, that, that Sunday. Can, can you now start a new streak here at home and just continue those good vibes? It's important, Jake, isn't it, to, to make the SKC a place that people want to go to, want to support, because if you're, you're going to move up, stay in, in the play in contention, you're going to have to win games here at home. You got Utah Friday, Sacramento tonight. So let me ask you this. Two losses already this season, though, to the Kings. 113-109, 112-99. What, what's been the issue beating Sacramento this year? 
you know, the main issue beating them has just been De'Aaron Fox. With the Pelicans' undersized backcourt, you know, he's been able to feast. He's one of the quicker guards in the league. He can go out and score, and the Pelicans just really don't have perimeter contained to be able to slow a guy like that down. We've seen it a number of times this year, right? Guards are able to really hurt New Orleans, particularly if they're very quick off the dribble. And this is a really important game. I don't want to undersell the importance of this one. The Sacramento Kings are in play in contention, too. They made a big trade at the trade deadline, bringing in DeMontis Sabonis from the Indiana Pacers. They're trying to get into the postseason. They haven't made the playoffs since before the iPhone existed. That's a really long time at this point, right? (laughs) They want to get in there, and they're hungry for it. So they're going to come out firing and try and win this game. But if New Orleans can get the victory, and they're at home, and that's a really big part of this, I think, it almost, to an extent, will close the door on the Sacramento Kings and make it so that they can't get into the postseason, and maybe they start to fade away a little bit. So this has big-time playoff implications for New Orleans. As you mentioned, you know you don't have much margin for error at this point. There's 21 games to go. You're in the tenth spot, so it's yours to lose, but you don't really have the ability to drop what are winnable games. And I think you said in the open they're a seven-point favorite in this one. So New Orleans needs to not come out looking complacent. We need to see some of that intensity, that energy that we've seen from these past two wins over the Suns and the Lakers. And if they're capable of doing that, I think they can beat this team. And I think also being able to put Herb Jones probably on a guy like De'Aaron Fox to just try and slow him down and limit him is certainly going to be a key to tonight's game. Including tonight, 11 games remaining at home, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Now it's a six-point Pelicans um, advantage, or at least on the betting scale here. But So, look, De'Aaron Fox obviously is an issue with, with them. In the final minute here, Jake, what what's an advantage? What's a matchup advantage, though, that the Pels can maybe exploit here tonight? You know, I think they still have a couple. You know, one of the nice things that you really saw, particularly against the Lakers, was when the Lakers went small against the Pelicans, they they fed the ball to Jonas Valanciunas, right? He had a very efficient game in that one and was able to punish them down low when they switched and they tried to get a different, ty- uh, a smaller guy on him, whether it was a guard or a wing type of player. They need to be able to do that again. If you can get the ball down low to him and he's able to bang in the post and score efficiently, it's only going to go uh, open up everything else if you're playing that kind of inside-out type of game. I think if he does that, it's going to make life really easy for Brandon Ingram, for C.J. McCollum. The Kings' defense absolutely horrendous, so points shouldn't really be a problem. But make sure you can just try and put this game away early, and I think that's going to be a big part of what they want to do to try and win this one. Jake Madison, Locked on Pels. Always appreciate the time, man. Glad you had a fun time over the weekend. Enjoy your post and your work. And obviously, you know what? Should be fun. Final 21. Look, this is kind of what we want from a Pels standpoint. Every game matters. Scoreboard watching matters here as well. So let's get to it. Absolutely. Meaningful games are always fun now. For sure. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time today. Thanks, guys. At Nola Jake's, the way to follow Jake Madison, Locked On Pels, that podcast, you should already be subscribed. Um, coming up next, we'll stay with the Locked On folks, and it's Ross Jackson. He's live at the Combine, top of the hour. Dennis Allen will speak, Saints head coach. Sal Shush will bring him in next on ESPN New Orleans. Your life is mobile, so is your bank. 
As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State Bank and Trust Company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grades 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things. Our commitment to quality and your satisfaction. Both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by Health Grades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get up to a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase select Superstart batteries. With the power, performance, and reliability your vehicle demands, Superstart batteries are designed for lasting performance and consistent starts. Turn the key with confidence. Superstart batteries only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. A lot of questions for the same that is Matt Corral, quarterback of the, well, was Ole Miss Rebels, Hooli quarterback in the NFL. We'll speak with Mr. Ross Jackson live at the Combine over in Indianapolis at Ross Jackson. Nola, first off, good afternoon. Thank you for your time, sir. How are you? Hey, Gus, doing great. You're going to hear some sirens coming here in just a second. They're not here for me. Everything is fine. I appreciate it, but always glad to be here with you, buddy. Good to hear from you. No, that's good, man. I thought they were coming uh, to, you know, kind of help you if you had that, um, I guess, the shrimp cocktail over at St. Elmo's. You know, you didn't need to put that fire out. Yeah, you know, you get a little bit too much going on. Coming right off of Mardi Gras straight to St. Elmo's cocktails and the shrimp cocktails at that, you know. I can't blame him for at least checking on it. <sighs> if I thought it would hold up through the flight, I would ask you to bring me some. It is it, you have to experience. It's one of those things you have to. Um, right. That said, everyone's there for a big reason. And look, I kind of feel, especially with the combine workouts, kind of in prime time, right? Four p.m. to eleven on the NFL Network. I kind of feel Saints fans are going to be watching, especially today and to, or tomorrow and Friday, with the quarterbacks, receivers, and offensive linemen. The quarterbacks spoke today and receivers. Look, I, I paid attention to what Traylon Burks had to say. Seems like a lot of people liked what he had to say. Corral there as well. He keeps getting mocked to the Saints. What stood out to you this morning? Um, well, yeah, I think that, you know, both of those guys had really great pressers. I think that Traylon Burks just really gives you uh, a lot of tools. I mean, he has probably one of the biggest tool sets amongst all of these receivers. I know, you know, the 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 popular trend this offseason is going to be looking for the next Debo Samuel. That's, that's what everyone's going to be looking for in their team's. 
And I think Traylon Burks gives you all that, but maybe even a bigger version mm-hmm. of Debo Samuel in that way. And so, you know, he's he's more like the actual Debo from uh, from Friday. Like, he's just a bigger guy. I mean, he is physically imposing, but then he has this incredible tool set of speed, good hands, elusiveness, uh, face-catching ability, 50-50 jump ball type of ability, ball skills, all of that. So I like what you hear from him. You love what you see from guys like Matt Corral, who – you know, says that he's 100% that he's been throwing, but he's not going to really participate here in the combine. He's going to wait until his um, wait until his pro day. But mm-hmm. the other tandem that really stood out to me in terms of quarterback as well as uh, wide receiver is uh, Malik Willis. First of all, quarterback out of Liberty, just a phenomenal interviewer. And and I think that we get a little bit kind of tied up in the drills, right? How do they how do they sure. run in the 40? How do they run? How do they jump in the vertical? What's the broad jump? All of these things. We look at these measurables, but we forget that for a lot of these franchises, a lot of them are here to talk to these players and get to know them as human beings as well. And I think Malik Willis is one of those guys that just jumps off of the podium uh, in, in that way in terms of his ability to, you know, he's jovial. He, he brings levity. He answers questions extremely well. He's, he's clearly a very intelligent football player, mm-hmm. a very intelligent mind. So he's somebody that really stands out. And then Chris Olave, the wide receiver out of Ohio State, talking about. I asked him about his relationship with Michael Thomas, who was cheering on the, the dynamic trio over at uh, Ohio State throughout the season. He talked a little bit about his relationship with Michael Thomas, as well as his meeting with the New Orleans Saints earlier this week, and uh, kind of lit up a little bit at the idea of you know potentially lining up opposite Michael Thomas in New Orleans. Yeah. So certainly that's going to stand out for you. I think that's interesting, um, you know, because a lot of it, Ross, that you're investing as a team in your franchise quarterback is if they have that ability to come in and lead. I mean, we've just seen the last couple of years young QBs be able to do that, right? Allen took a season right. or two, but we saw quickly Herbert, you know, and differently than him and Burrow, right? They don't very talkative on the field, but uh, their personalities are a bit different, but they, they become leaders on that team. So I think that's just as important. I mean, I'm watching this morning and, I was blown away by the GM and head coach of the Colts essentially not mm-hmm. committing to uh, right. Carson Wentz there, were you? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was really surprising to me. You know, usually you're used to these being a little bit face value. You know, you hear a lot of, you know, hey, you know, we're reevaluating. We're still in the process of evaluating. We'll figure things out as we go. Those types, that type of language. But for him to just sort of come out and say, hey, look, we're going to do what's best for the Colts, <laughs> that was a pretty big that's a pretty big leap. Uh, and so that was a uh, a bit of a shock and a bit of a surprise. And then, of course, you know, you have all of the Kyler Murray situation going on. And then in the midst of Kyler Murray asking for his long-term extension, Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury get their extensions today. So, you know, that whole situation has been one that's mm-hmm. been continuously fun to watch play out here in Indianapolis as well. Yeah, Frank Reich, I'll play that sound coming up a little bit. I put my butt on the line for Wentz and the GM of the Colts saying, we need somebody we can depend on. Wow. Right. Um, that right. leads me into the videos. I played it at the start of the show. It's just nine seconds, but there's James dropping back the pass, throws a beautiful mm-hmm. little dime right far sideline. Man, the last two videos are showing him moving, showing him throwing again. It it. You and I have talked about this almost every week. It's it just starting to make more and more sense. So I'm going to ask it this way. Is he a guy on Monday, March 14th, the first day of legal tampering that you can do in free agency here? Is that a name that you need to see or think should see linked to the New Orleans Saints, either as an offer or an agreement in principle? Yeah, look, I mean, I think even before then would be great since they can, right? Because he's technically on the team. So if they were, you know, if they were, um, extending him or anything like that it'd be great to see that y'all get taken care of i don't know if it's going to happen that quickly though because he is still in the process of rehabbing to 
just kind of depends upon how quickly he can get cleared. But, I mean, the videos that we're seeing and everything, he's clearly making a phenomenal recovery. It's one thing to see the mobility training and the mobility exercises and things like that in a controlled environment, or I guess it's still a controlled environment on the field, but, you know, in a gym or something like that, as opposed to actually seeing him out on a field launching passes. I think that it's, it's mm-hmm. great to see that. So as soon as he is medically cleared and as soon as he's in a situation to where he's beyond that rehabilitation and the New Orleans Saints are comfortable with it, I would love to see that deal um, you know, certainly get done for them. Their, their entire offseason thus far has been focused on uh, continuity, cohesion, familiarity, elevating their defensive coordinator to head coach and Dennis Allen, bringing up two co-defensive coordinators from within the franchise, sticking with offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael. It just makes a ton of sense to stick with James mm-hmm. All right, I got a, got a little notepad here, courtesy of the Marriott where I'm staying, and little pen. What offensive lineman am I paying attention to in the drills here on Friday? <laughs> You're definitely watching Trevor Penning. Trevor Penning is going to be a really big one. Uh, and he's one of those guys where, you know, you want to see him perform well, but you don't want to see him perform too well because he could end up being, you know, a top 10 guy, right? So he would definitely be one to watch. Charles Cross out of Mississippi State is another big one to keep an eye out on. He is as athletic as they come. I mean, mm-hmm. it does not surprise me to hear him compared to uh, Teron Armstead as often as he is, especially because of that and then I'll go with a local prospect as well or his mobility but I'll go with a local prospect to keep an eye on eye out on as well Louisiana's uh Max Mitchell is going to be another one to watch over the course of this time as well because he's somebody that could be one of those day two tackles that could still end mm-hmm. up starting for you uh you know day one should you need it and you know the Saints have what they need even if they can't retain Teron Armstead to be able to draft a rookie tackle but not start them just yet uh you know because they can move Ryan Ramchick around they have um, they have uh, James Hurst that can plug in at right tackle, has played right tackle. So there would be a couple that I, I would keep an eye out on. And then one last one just to watch is a, a bit of a bonus is Braxton Jones. I would say watch him throughout the draft process altogether because he's somebody that could be like a third-round guy that could move his way into the second round. See, that's why you're so good. Because I was going to say, look, this draft is so loaded. You know, I know a lot of people focus on that first round. But, Ross, I think you and I throughout the season spoke about – the players in the third through six rounds, when you look at the bulk of this roster, that's mm-hmm. where so much of the Saints' talent and success has really come in. So, you know, yes, it's sexy on Thursday night, but, man, Friday and even Saturday, really, really, you see where most of the Saints' team, I mean, from Chauncey to others, guys that really matter. Yep. You know, they may sell some jerseys, they may not, but there are reasons the Saints win games. So that's something to kind of keep an eye on. Two final things we'll wrap up with your newest gig, sir. But before that, i got to ask you, how big is what looks to be the signing of Alabama's strength and conditioning coach, Matt Rea? Oh, listen, the Matt Rea signing or hiring is, is great. Um, you know what? We were hoping to be able to speak to Dennis Allen today. He's unfortunately not going to be able to speak, at least at the originally scheduled 2 p.m. time. We'll see if it ends up getting rescheduled. But would love to just, okay. you know, solidify whether or not he's going to be the strength and conditioning coach, uh, you know, Matt Rhea at that point, or Rhea, because, you know, it, but that seems to be the, the last puzzle piece for the coaching staff, right? That's the last open position. So we assume, presumably, that, that he's the guy at strength and conditioning, and he's a perfect candidate for it. I mean, he's perfectly qualified for it. You know, 13 seasons in working in strength and conditioning over the course of his time and then the time in Alabama as the director of sports science. He's somebody that has brought in innovative and sort of cutting-edge ways of looking at strength, conditioning, preparation, 
And he is somebody that is credited uh, you know, over at Alabama as knocking down soft tissue injuries by half during his go. time once everyone started biting, buying into his um, buying into his, his practices. And that's huge for the New Orleans Saints who suffered so many injuries last year that they started or NFL record 58 different starters throughout the season. So being able to bring somebody in that has that type of a track record is huge. Soft tissue injuries. Go over those again for some listeners that may not know that. Yeah, so when you look at soft tissue injuries, you're looking at things that are kind of like hamstring injuries yeah. as well as maybe like pulled calves. Uh, you can throw some ligament injuries in there. Those sort of It's a lot of like lower body things, but you also look at abdominal injuries, back injuries, back pulls, back strains, things like that that are you know things that the New Orleans Saints have been uh, kind of unfortunately, um, uh, let's just say subject to or have unfortunately been you know dealing with over the course of uh, particularly this last season, but even over recent years. And, and I think to kind of look at it from that perspective too, it's not just when when you think of that that term or phrase, strength and conditioning. Oh, can this guy get them to lift? And I almost feel like we, we think of the the coach, right? Or we see those mm-hmm. videos during the football season of the guy yelling at the guys, "Come on!" You know, when they're, you know, <laughs> right, right, they're right, right, squatting right. and doing that. No, we're yeah. talking about the people whose philosophy is to treat those injuries. There, we're not talking about the guys that bulk them out. That's part of it, but it's to the other stuff, which is why I thought it was key that you put that in your story. Um, because I think that's maybe what Dennis Allen is sort of thinking at right now. How how do I fix some of the things that have ailed us? And right. and I, I think that's a good sign for Saints fans that he, he's not just looking at his hires as X's and O's, but also looking at as how to strengthen things that have cost the Saints. Yeah, and it's something that's in line with what the New Orleans Saints have always been under Sean Payton as this innovative team. Remember that the New Orleans Saints were the first team to implore the um, Zebra Technologies practice solutions in their practices. That's how they found out that Reggie, uh, Reggie Bush in games was running, uh, was running 10,000 yards within a day <laughs> when they, you know, they were trying to limit these guys to six or 7,000 and everything. And then it ended up causing them to pull him back in practice and end up kind of revamping the way that they looked at him. And you can see the way that that has permeated over time into their usage of Alvin Kamara, their usage of committee backs, three running backs, all of that. Like, this is something that the New Orleans Saints do and utilize all the time in terms of being able to create and do. In terms of being able to create and do what it is that, uh, you know, helps them perform well. Finally, Ross, let's uh, wrap up with, I guess, you like being busy. So you've added something else to your your plate here (laughs) as full. I think it's very good, though, for Saints fans and John and everybody over there. Tell everybody what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So for once, I'm actually replacing something, uh, which is which is new for me. Usually, I'm just adding on to the plate, but this time I'm replacing something. So I'm no longer writing over at Canal Street Chronicles and SB Nation. Had a wonderful job, I had a wonderful uh, time with all of those folks, and uh, you know, Chris Dunnels and, and everybody over there has been phenomenal. But I, I've moved my writing over to uh, USA Today Sports Media Group, working with John Sigler, Maddie Hudak, of course, who. All of our listeners, all your listeners there know very well. Kate Kistner over at Saints Wire, which you can find at saintswire.usatoday.com. I'm still doing Locked on Saints, still doing the daily podcast, all of that, and uh, still be able to track everything that I am doing over on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola, but now all the written material will be over at USA Today. Sounds good, man. Appreciate the time. I know it's a busy day for you, but wanted to get uh, the best on to, you know, give no. us a little info. And now I did. I wrote it down. I did on a sheet of paper. It might be scribble scratch <laughs> to others, but I can read a couple offensive linemen to pay attention to. At Ross Jackson, Nola's the way to follow on Twitter. Thank you, man. Safe travels back to Nola. Hey, appreciate you, buddy. Be safe.
Yep, for sure. Quick break. We come back. We'll check in on the intern. I haven't heard from him all day. No, I'm kidding. I have. It's the Sports Hangover next on ESPN New Orleans. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event, whether it's wedding, festival, Mardi Gras, rodeo, or concert. Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases. Joe Septic Contractors can supply multi-stall restroom, air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning a luxury event? Check out their new black tie luxury restroom and shower trailers. Visit Joe Septic at Biscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, and Abbeville. It's crawfish season and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Market starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Market. Tastes like home. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Home health services in South Lafourche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 632-6900 for more information. A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003, as you just heard, the uh, official voice guy there, giving you the phone number to give us a buzz. Buddy, we'll take your phone calls over at the LaRoe Studios. At ESPN Radio, no is the way to chime in. Don't forget, coming up at some point today, more than likely in hour three, we got Pels tickets for them to go to tonight's game against the Kings. You want to go? Pels are playing well. Jordan Kleber, uh, the intern extraordinaire. First off, how are you feeling? Jake Madison tweeted he thought it felt like Monday. Are you dragging today? It's good to see you. That means you had a safe Mardi Gras. How are you? It does feel like Monday, Gus. Uh, it feels like it's a very, 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 very long Monday. <laughs> it's only twelve fifty. We still still got a little time left, but um, that's good. But you, you're out of school, though, right? So it's not like you have to do any school this week. Well, I have to do some schoolwork. Oh, okay. Well, bum 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 bum. If I had that sound already, Price is Right, Failhorn. Um, got a handful of questions of the day, though. I kind of felt like today was going to be like I, but it really kind of hit on. But there are a lot of different tidbits to to focus on, including, obviously, we start with the Pels. Give us our questions of the day. 
Yes. Yeah, so NBA TV actually put out there a few hours ago that 60 years ago today, Wilt Chamberlain dropped an NBA record of 100 points for the Philadelphia Warriors. So we got to wondering um, if you think we will ever see this ever again. And you could comment at ESPN Radio NOLA over on Twitter. The other question, like you were saying, this has to do with your New Orleans Pelicans. It's the Wednesday's question of the day. Pelicans take on the Sacramento Kings tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Do the Pelicans extend their winning streak to three games? And the final question has to deal with your New Orleans Saints. It's, I quote, tweeted uh, Just Win Management Group's tweet that they put out yesterday. And it says Jameis is making incredible progress in his rehabs. He is back throwing the deep ball extremely well. And it's a video of Jameis Winston basically throwing it, throwing basically a 50 yard bomb into the end zone. And that got us taken to the safety to focus in on bringing back Jameis and why. You could comment on all three of those questions at ESPN Radio Nola over on Twitter or call in 800 998 1003. All right, let's go to Lee. Lee, thank you for giving us a call here in the Sports Hangover. How are you? Hey, Gus, man. Hey, hey, Joe. Now you're doing happy, uh, happy Ash Wednesday, everybody. I was ch- I wanted to chime in because I thought long and hard about it. And, and when Gus and your mom law you mentioned uh, about the quarterback situation. And and I also, uh, I don't know, I think I tweeted to you. Not tweeted, but uh, Instagram, I think I did. Right. My thoughts on it. And my, my thing is, and I agree with you, I've come full circle because I'm, I was all in on the uh, – on the Russell Wilson bandwagon or the sure. Aaron Rodgers bandwagon, but then I, the more I think about it, not, not in light of the video coming out, not not just because of that with Jameis. I mean, I had no doubt that he he gonna work himself back, but I just think that what you're looking for in the quarterback, he pretty much checks the box. I I, I just I just believe that he was head and shoulders better than anybody we had on the roster. That's why he started and he went five and two as a starter. And I just think the focus should be is getting him back. That's number one. Number two, protecting him. That's number two. But saying that, do we let Toronto Armstead walk? I think we have to. At this point, you move Ramchek over to the left, and you draft the best right tackle you can find. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, the question is, do you do it at 18? Or do somebody in the draft fall in love with, fall so much in love with a player that they want to move up to the same spot at 18 and the same right. trade back and get two first-round picks mm. and get they still get their tackle and a wide receiver in the first round. Look at Lee trying to wheel so, and deal there saying, hey, because here's an interesting point. Corral keeps looking like he's going to be in that ballpark area. What if there's another team that really wants that QB, kind of feels the Saints are going to do it, kind of move up and do that, and you know you're not going to go that direction, Lee, to your point, trade back a couple spots and Jordan get two first-round picks in that first round do that. Is that something you're willing to do? Or, or do you like a guy like Corral and and still draft him, knowing you can take your time with him? What, what would you do, Jordan and Lee, you can finish? Uh, I don't I think I'd go with Jameis Winston and then try to go and get um go get another playmaker. Especially if Alvin yeah. Kamara's might be out for we don't know how long. That's a right very good now, point. That's a very good point. He's probably gonna be suspended. So I'm I'm looking for another playmaker to make an immediate impact. I know, you know, mm-hmm. protecting the quarterback is key, but, hey, you're going to need yards after the catch or just, like, running back yards. Maybe you look at a, a running back just for the time being. So, and, and to Lee's point, Lee, as you brought up, if you do move back, 
you don't have to move back a ton. I mean, we can go look at some of the teams that are behind the Saints that possibly could go quarterback, you know, and maybe you can get that situation where you get a receiver, the next best receiver available, and then when you pick again in the first round, the next best offensive lineman available, two first-round picks. That, Lee, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, especially for our needs. And and Jameis, to me, he, he gives us the luxury of of going after um, filling out the, those holes we had on the offense. Because when you get him back, now you don't have to focus on trying to, okay, do I need to clear up this cap space to go in high or Russell Wilson that's going to cost me about 30 million a year. No, Jameis, you don't have to offer Jameis 30 million a year. I think if the Saints give him a fair offer, he's going to sign it. He's going to come back gladly. I think he would rather be here and play here than to maybe go to Pittsburgh. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm nothing against Mike Tomlin, but it gets cold at Pittsburgh. And I, I just don't <laughs> know if he'd want to go up there and play. I think he would want to stay south and play down here. And mm-hmm. he knows the system. So you don't have to, you don't have to worry about relearning a whole new system, you know. And I know just the, you know Dennis Allen, you, well, Pete Carmichael's the offense coordinator, so it's the same system. You know, might be different play calls, but it's the same system. So you know the system already. So you don't have there's no learning curve there for Jameis. I just think the Saints should make him a really fair offer. And I think a fair offer for him would be between sixteen and twenty mil a year. And yep. they need to go here on it and try to get him a long term deal to let him know that we committed to him long term or we just gotta commit to protecting him. If we could just yeah. commit to protecting him, he's our quarterback, man. It's that yep. simple. He's I the guy. You. Lee, uh, give me another 20 seconds here so I can finish up with Jordan. But uh, your thoughts on the Pels tonight? Um, I, I got them. I, I, put some, I put a little coin on them today, man. I put a little coin on them. The, the put a little coin on it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They, I, I put it on them, man. They're going to win by six or more tonight. They got to. Because oh. if, if you're going to make the playoffs, this is the time to start. I mean, uh, Ross Jackson said it him the best himself. You know, this is, this is a must win. Because that's a team that you're fighting for 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 playing, you know. So yeah, go ahead and take care of business tonight. Deal with them, like you said too. They beat us what a couple of times this year. Two let's times. Go and get yeah. one back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let's get one back. Go ahead. Uh, thank you, Lee. Appreciate the phone call, man. There are uh, Pels are three games ahead of the Kings. They're 27 back. Pels are 24 back. Um, and Jordan, to Lee's point there, and, and to what Jake Madison said, you can take care of a little business tonight beat them now there's only 20 games left and not only continue things i think it's important only 11 games remaining at the smoothie king center including tonight you gotta win seven of those right i mean like home needs to be a place where that's a w right um a couple of dates i've already put out there um that i've jotted down here see if i can read my handwriting here is um sunday march 27th lakers at the smoothie king center portland April 7th, one of the final games of the regular season at the Smoothie King Center. Again, those are teams in and around that area that, I mean, the Trailblazers right now are, are right behind you. So, But I, I like what Lee had to say there, you know, about the team and, and trying to – he said 16 to 20 mil, you know, it's probably the fair deal for, for Winston. And I guess you can keep those assets. You can move around. Pittsburgh's picking 20th behind the Saints right now. Are there a team that goes up and gets a quarterback – or takes a quarterback early. In some mock drafts, they're waiting all the way to 20 to, to go that direction there as well. So, and if that's the case, do they get antsy and want to move up too? And I'll fall back too to get the 20th pick. Um, 
you know, as well, or and maybe something else to 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 move on. I still think maybe one of those top receivers might be there at twenty. Jordan, yeah. I don't know. I mean, this mock draft on CBS has Drake London from USC at twenty-one. So, you know, I mean, you could still get some moves there. I know Tampa would they want to go there? The Green Bay in this mock draft at twenty-eight, Jamison Williams, it would be available. Before I'm moving back a, a few spots, if there's not any other team that's been calling about them, or because I feel like a lot of these teams already know where. They want to go. Yeah. Uh, the Saints know where other, you know, the teams that are picking in front of them want to go. So, um, I think it would be smart if Jamison Williams was still there to move back and just pick him up later and yeah. maybe get another pick. It'd be interesting to, to put a lot of trust into two players coming off of ACL injuries though, right? But again, in today's medicine, if you could get them, to me, it's almost a bargain. It's almost a bargain. If, if, if Winston would have played all season, there, he was our five and two. What if, what if the teams in the playoffs all of a sudden, maybe it's a little more at the end of the year, Jamison right. Williams doesn't hurt himself. He's nowhere going to be where the Saints would be, and maybe they're they're guys that you move forward with. I don't know. Can I can I chat with you again at one forty five? Yeah, for sure. All right, good enough. Uh, that's Jordan, the intern, EJD Clippy over on Twitter. Quick break. We come back. More of your phone calls and um, a couple of guests coming up here as well. Tim Grubbs, the bottom of the hour. Baseball has locked out and canceled the first two series of the season. The significance of that as well, and. Maybe associate head coach Alan Fry Jones is to talk a little about team chemistry in basketball. That's next on ESPN New Orleans.